0: Don't judge a book by its cover. Now, that's a very popular saying in American culture, but I'm going to relate that to professional gutter cleaning and more specifically to prospecting for professional gutter cleaning. Now, you all have heard me talk about how what to have an ideal client that you're targeting for your services. And sometimes having an ideal client, sometimes having a a customer avatar involves just having a certain neighborhood that they live in. And so it's it's good to prospect according to neighborhoods because there could be certain affluent neighborhoods where you can get some good clientele, some good customers. But at the same time, you want to be flexible and you want to be careful with that because you can't judge a book by its cover. I want to share with you just my experience of dealing with people in the cleaning business, whether it be recently with the gutter cleaning business or with the window cleaning business. Don't always assume because someone has a large, fine home, nice home that... They have the discretionary income to use your services or that they have even the desire. They may have the income, but they may not have the desire to use your services. So don't always assume that anyone with a big, nice house is a good prospect for you. Now, some of them are. Enough of them are that it would be good to hit up certain neighborhoods with those big, nice houses. But I have come across people who, they have big, nice houses, but they just have very little money to spend because they're so deep in debt when it comes to their house, when it comes to their cars, their, their lifestyle, you know, they want to keep up with the Joneses, and so they really don't have much left, you know, after they're paying for just all their stuff that they're trying to impress people with. And I have done work for people that just had a a middle-of-the-road house, a middle-of-the-road house in a middle-of-the-road neighborhood, and these people would easily write a check for about three, four, five thousand dollars. I mean, these people had money, but they didn't have the bling. They didn't have the flash, but they had money. It'd usually be somebody old, you know, somebody old, somebody elderly. And for some reason, they just want to keep the house that they've always been in and stay in the neighborhood they've always been in, but they're wealthy. And I've done work for people like that. You know, there's a book that was written years ago. You can look it up on the internet. I'm sure you can get it through Amazon. But the book is called The Millionaire Next Door. Very powerful book that speaks to the things that I'm talking about on this episode of the podcast. And it talks about how that most people who look like they're rich, they're really not wealthy. They really don't possess any wealth. To speak of, they may be rich in the sense of have a high income, but as far as net worth, they really don't have much. They, they may even have negative net worth because they're so far into debt. But as far as people that are millionaires, they were saying that The average millionaire in the United States of America doesn't have a large, fine home in a Lamborghini or a Porsche. Do you know that at the time of the writing of that book, the average vehicle, the median or average vehicle for an American millionaire was a Ford F-150? It wasn't what you'd think. It wasn't the Lambo. It wasn't the... Rolls Royce or the Bentley? No, it was a Ford F one hundred and fifty, and so that would be an interesting read if you have time to do that. It's called The Millionaire Next Door, and it's an actual study that was done with people that were people that had high incomes, uh, and then people that had high net worth, and then just comparing the difference between the two. So. You can't always judge a book by its cover if you get a call from somebody and it may just be in the middle of a road. They, they live in a middle of the road neighborhood. They got a middle of the road house. Don't always assume that, well, you know, this probably isn't my ideal client, but I'll go give them a bid anyway. It may be someone who's loaded. It may be somebody who's wealthy and can end up just using you for all kind of stuff, using you for gutter cleaning, window cleaning, and gutter guards, pressure washing, and it's no skin off of their nose at all. It's like you quote a price to them, even a high price, they don't even wince I mean, these are the kind of people that you want. Whereas at the same time, you could be in a wealthy neighborhood and you can talk to some people at the big fine home and they are just not good for you at all. They don't want to let go of any money. and They're so deep in debt that they don't know what to do. But by outward appearances, you would think, You would think, hey, man, I'd really love to have this customer. I'd really love to have this person as a client, as a customer. But you can't judge a book by its cover. Just because they have a nice fine home and a fine car does not mean that they would make a good customer. And just because somebody has a middle-of-the-road house and a middle-of-the-road car, it does not mean that they wouldn't make a good customer or client for you it doesn't mean that they don't fit your customer avatar of a high-end client that you can repeatedly pay you what you're worth thank you for tuning in to the six-figure gutter cleaner podcast